Hi guys, it's your host Matilda. And it's your host for the summer, Imama. And you're listening to the African Lipso Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. We are joined by Uche from the Constant Workshop. Hey! Hi! Hi. <laughs> hey Uche, thanks so much for joining us. No problem, I'm excited to be here. Well, do you want to introduce yourself or do you want us to, you know, do the accolades? Um, I mean... <laughs> so so, I so think, it can be the specifics. I think, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward, um... So, like, my name is Uche. I'm the founder of Content Workshop. Um, I'm also a digital strategist at my day job. I'm into activism as well. Um, I try, I work in like the area of like sexual violence and, um, I work with survivors as well. But most importantly, like, I work in the part that tries to teach consent essentially in schools. So I go into schools to teach consent as much as we can. We also run community events as well. And that's pretty much what I do. All right. I guess you guys can fill out the part I missed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know the constant workshop. You guys basically just, um, it's basically a nonprofit that you guys just go to, you hold different workshops. I, yeah, from exactly. my understanding. It's not just the ones where you guys go to school. You also have ones that are exclusive from schools because you, I, I saw that you guys have three different types of workshops, right? Yeah, we do. We do have, um, so we have the school outreach that's for like primary school, secondary school, but that's only like based in Nigeria. Okay. And then we have the community workshops. Those are the events that we run in like different places. So we have the ones that we run in Toronto here, Lagos, Abuja, or wherever else. And then we have like campus outreach. So like these are the like the chapters that we've set up in like different universities. So like they run their own programs like within the schools and stuff. So yeah, we have like three different kinds. Nice. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Inspire that idea. Cause like I don't know, like a lot of us have ideas, mm, but like Tell I, me about it. Yeah, rape is so rape is such a it's so pre- prevalent in nigeria like you know how everyone always has their own solution as to like what can solve it and like there's different initiatives but yours takes the okay let's educate people stance Mm -hmm. rather than let's like i mean i'm sure you do a bit of like help and working with victims that yeah, already we do. right like we do but just like you're saying for me it's like okay like we can have as many survivor resource centers as we want but like we're gonna keep having more of those if we can't really solve the underlying problems mm-hmm. so like we pretty much have to break the cycle you know i'm not saying i'm here to reform like serial rapists but <laughs> i can save a few kids a few young adults you know i can educate people who are not aware at least so they can teach their kids and when we have conversations like that especially in places like nigeria where we never usually have those conversations um you're actually making a real difference because you're teaching people how to report cases you're also educating kids that no is no because and if they did usually influenced by adults who already don't know better so yeah. our job is pretty much like just nipping the bud right there exactly before they actually think that's what it's meant to be so yeah it's 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 a different step 
than support, I guess, like survivor support. Yeah. And how did you come up with the idea? Like, how did it come to you? Like, like what inspired the idea? Um, it would, it was last summer, like when, um, I went and exposing spree, like exposing rapists on Twitter. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So that was a really crazy experience. And I think we started like two days after that. It's like it was at that point I was very angry. Oh and wait, damn! You wait. You are you the one that started that the whole thing on like Twitter? Yeah. Oh damn! We're okay. About the same <laughs> I didn't know where that started from, but I want to say props to you. That thing so needed there was a, to there happen. There was a lot of there was a lot of girls that were doing it in different places. I know there were a few girls doing the UK. Yeah. And then there was me here in Canada, and there was someone doing Nigeria. But like, there was also like a lot of crossovers. Like some guys would appear on like both lists <laughs> on all the lists. <laughs> no, honestly, because like a lot of them were Nigerian. Wild so animals. They ex- wild experience animals. the guys in like different. Places. So it really be like that, truly, truly. So, um, so yeah, it pretty much, um, it was after that period and it was just like, okay, like we can expose all we want, but like what is like a long term sustainable solution to this issue that we're having right now? You know, so like hence the concept worship. But at that point, I was just thinking of, you know, like a safe space where we can actually have these conversations and teach people and people can actually learn and unlearn. Um, and then just from there, it just kind of like, I guess like, cause I, I don't think smart, I kind of think big always. So it just kind of like spread from there. So yeah. Man, you're actually, you're actually, like, that's so cool. Like, you actually thought the route of, like, educating them rather than castration, which is where I feel no, like... No, I'm all for both. Like, I, I'm No, that, like, I know you are for I'm both. I'm smoke too. Trust and believe. Because, <laughs> honestly, I would have thought, okay, let's just do castration. We're trying to open, you know, a non-profit no, that I castrates don't, I don't rapists. Educate. Like, I'm not here to educate people who are really, like... Like on the list, like for example, like my last workshop, I had a guy who was someone I called out, tried to enter the workshop. Fortunately for him, I just stepped out to go get the easels I was supposed to use for the paintings. That's when he came. So someone called me, was like, "Oh, like this guy is like at the workshop." I'm like, "What the hell? Like, why are you here? Like, I know you're not coming to learn. You just came to like just cause trouble." Yeah. Like, and like I was screaming at the phone, like, "You need to tell him to leave because if I come, I'm gonna call police for trespassing." Like. I pay for this venue, so thank you. It's my place right now for the next five hours at least. So before I go there, he was gone. So like situations like that, like I have no interest in educating people who have displayed several patterns and the way they will violate women. What I have interest in is stopping the next boy that does that. From this, yes, exactly. Stopping the next guy from displaying more patterns. Like it has to end somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't want my son doing this damn. Like I'll slap the shit out of him before he gets there. But like I don't. I'm not even for hitting kids. But like that would never fight with my child. But other people don't have the mentality. Whatever for me to even give my child a safe space where he can not only have positive thoughts towards sex, but he has also. Been surrounded by kids who know what's right Mm. you know so like it's man it's it's somebody has to break the cycle literally so for me i'm very invested in so that's why we don't even just educate on like the primary secondary school level it's like okay so we go to campuses we're teaching young adults when we do community events we have grown-ups come to the event like we had someone as old as 60 years old out of our event Oh, yeah. It was a random, one of my random professors from Humber who like signed up for it, you know. So we all need to be all be part of this conversation. So yeah, that's pretty much how that started. I have so much questions from what you just said. <laughs> but like I without delving into it too much, do you think 
maybe this is a controversial question, but do, do, do. Do, do you think though that like people that have displayed the kind of um that kind of traits that like have been raped, not like all the way to rape, like the actual thing, because we're still going to go into rape culture, obviously, mm, but right. like people that have partaken in like any Sexual form harassment. of like, harassment, mm-hmm. do you think that they can change? Because like you know the guy that came to the workshop, for example, do you think right. that He's, he's a lost cause. Like, I want to be Screaming. Listen, as I'm having this podcast, my publicist is looking at me right now. So, like, if I say wrong F. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I'm of the opinion that people can change. Just I mean, because... it depends. Like I okay. So like I'll you. This happens a lot. So when the whole exposure thing was coming was happening, like there'll be situations where stories would come and there'll be a lot of nuances like in the stories. So you know where the guy is not fully aware that what he's doing is not consensual or where he's just implied consent and then some of them genuinely genuinely don't know or like or like they will even be shocked that they're even on the list like what was like wow like Uche, do you really think i deserve to be here and it's just like what the, <laughs> how the fuck is my blood cloud opinion <laughs> to the situation but like to him he's being genuine because like he really didn't think this was wrong this wasn't supposed to happen like they're not seeing it that way like it's not <laughs> It's not like that. So in situations like that, you, I, I literally sit down and I have conversations. I'm like, this is where you messed up. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do. There's those, and there's those where it's just like, see, rip it. Just like, nah, you need jail time. <laughs> jail time it. is real, like, <laughs> but we're still going to get into closer. So, but that's like, it. <laughs> so like the phrase catch a winner young is basically how I look at it. <laughs> that's exactly. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I feel you. But then, like, we all have lots of ideas. Like, Mm -hmm. God knows how many businesses I've started in my head. (laughs) (laughs) How, like, what made you want to actually put this in action? Like, what gave you the the vim, the motivation to be like, (laughs) you know, that this is not just something that's going to stay in my head. This is something I'm going to put into action. I mean, for me, like, oh, man, like, I'm I'm very ambitious. So, like, and also I don't start things I don't finish. And it wasn't Mm. easy starting this. Like, it was really complicated. I was also with someone, if, if, like I partnered with someone initially and that didn't work out in the first place. So like there was a lot of like, and in the beginning I was also doing everything by myself. So like I actually didn't even recruit volunteers through January and I started this last summer. So like from like the beginning stages up to December, it was literally just me. But for me, it's also like, I knew like, you know, like what I'm doing, it's right. Like it's not, it's not a game. Like it's serious. Like, like I'm truly like dedicated to this. Like the concert workshop is pretty much my entire life at this point you know and like even the way it matters to me i also expect like the same standard of work from like the volunteers like i'm literally very strict about that because it's like you know like it's important so like it's not just it's not a pet project like it's real like it's real lives we're teaching real children we enter real schools like you need to see that what sometimes 10 tier process just to even get to one school in nigeria and have the time nights of time they say no yeah. <laughs> you can't come in you know and it's fair because you know technically they should be precautious about who comes to the schools but they're not using the energy for the right 
white people, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that should be chasing away. <laughs> so, um, so it's just, you know, when I know that I'm saving someone from experiencing something and like, you know, I'm seeing the impact, like I'm seeing how it worked, it's easy to just keep going, honestly. Yeah. But you, you had talked about like getting it started and how hard it was. Like, you know, at first you didn't even have volunteers. Oh yeah. I didn't even have money. Like nothing. Like I just knew I wanted to <laughs> I was going to ask about that money part. <laughs> Like, I just knew I wanted to do something and like, there were people who were willing to help. Like, I remember the first person I volunteered was my, my friend. Her name is Priceless. Her name is so pretty. That's really her name. Her name is Priceless. Yeah. Like, she lives in, um, Connecticut. Like, she's not here. Like, and she like donated money to her. She was just like, Oh, I know, like, you want to do this. Like, here you go. So like, just little instances like that where like, there were people who were supportive and like, I just, like, I'm a very resourceful person. So that really helps me in life a lot. It's, like, and I have social capital. <laughs> I mean, I don't have money. Yeah. Right, no, Honestly, I feel like this is a life people. lesson. Yeah. So, Surround yourself with people that have money. So that really helps. So like, <laughs> like, I got the venue for free that time. Like, um, you know, the speakers for free. Like, all of just little things like that. Like, the food for free. So, like, I ended up spending, like, less than $300 for our first workshop. Like, oh, wow. Honestly, like, it was when there's... <laughs> when there's will is a way and also like when you're doing the right thing as well yeah, like exactly. people would definitely come like, out I think to support it's, yeah it's definitely like people were believing in what you were doing exactly yeah but it's really a lot of hard work like, a lot of people like I said I started this with someone who clearly like had no idea what she was getting into I wasn't able to put in the same amount of work that I did so I ended up doing everything so like there's a lot of commitment that goes into it like it's not easy because then they, like you get tired sometimes you mm-hmm. have your own life no one's paying you for this shit but um you know you know, if you if you're there for the right intentions, like whatever brought you there, we just keep, we'll going. keep you going. Yeah, right. Really, it's on a, a spiritual. Level. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard starting your own thing, and a lot mm-hmm. of times, it's like people believe what you're doing, but like because it's not their project, they can't believe yeah. it. Like through exactly. and through the way you yeah, exactly. do, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It will not be the same amount of vim, like energy, like they'll put you put into it. No, I exactly. That's literally <laughs> how it is. But like I have, I have a good team. Like I'm very blessed. Like I mean, I've had to cut off people, like from the team. I had people cut off people, but like now I feel like I have like just the right amount. Ste- yeah, steady team. Like because I have to have like teams in, like different places. So like mm-hmm. there's now more better coordination. And also, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm a control freak, but, like, I like... Mm, <laughs> trust me, I feel that. <laughs> so, like, I like a lot of communication and having sort of control over things that are going on. But I don't really do that, even with the concert workshop, because a lot of them run very independently. So Abuja, for example, like, they plan the workshop themselves, like, the schools... We just guide them, provide materials for them. Like we help them with like logistics operations and all of that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like they like set up because they know their schools better than I do. Like yeah. they know their city better than I do. So yeah. Speaking about Abuja, like uh, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned like a uh, content workshop, obviously in Abuja. Uh, so like what were like challenges that you met when you started and how are you even able to like do in different cities? Cause I know you are currently based in Toronto. So how does oh, yeah. that work? Yeah. Like the concert workshop is in Nigeria, Nigeria Ghana. Ghana, UK, yeah, and even in Canada. It's so, it's, it's, oh my God. It is so difficult. But like, like I said, when it's weird, it's way like if the volunteers really like, cause I'm like when you have 
people who are dedicated to um, one cause, one goal, and you guys share one passion. Like, it's very easy for you guys to work together. One of the biggest problems I would say, though, is communication because everyone is in different places and also trying to get people to do stuff because it's volunteer basis. You're not paying anyone for this. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, like, you're the only person who would care as much. Some of us just decided they don't want to just do anything anymore. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only just, like, give you shade, like, to make you feel bad about it. But that's <laughs> where it's going to die. Shade is where it ends. No, truly, because I can't beat your ass. I can't do nothing about it. That would just be it. So, um, you just have to, like I said, like, I had to remove people, bring people in. It's just, it's a lot. But, like, I have to make sure, like, I have the right people in charge of this place in the first place. And also, giving the teams a lot of autonomy makes it easier for me, you know, because I'm not having to, like, control people. Like, you know, like, I'm just here to guide you mm-hmm. and, like, to make sure like you actually continue to do what you're supposed to do yeah so, like the campuses for example like they come up with the programs themselves do you have to review work. it or anything or do you just trust that they they're they have everything like like we we pro- no we provide like if there's something that is funded we, we provide funding for it if like the materials like i create like the materials that you use so like we send them over to them we adapt it to the workshop like we also each um school also has like a liaison that they work with and the liaison we Post to the program coordinator and they report to me so like it's like there's it's it makes it easier for me so like having the regions more giving them more power to do what they want just makes it pretty much easier and then my focus if anything it's the toronto chapter that i really like run mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and that makes sense yeah so a lot of group chats a lot of emailing like man like i'm really big on communication because that's how you know i know what's going on how things get done a lot of emailing true lots story of, lots of emailing. when i emailed you seriously like you replied so fast that i was like how how so i know i can vouch for you for that one Content worship email connected to like four different apps on my phone. So even if I don't see Yahoo Mail, Gmail will remind me, like it will pop up. Like even if I don't reply, like it's in my head that I've seen it. Like I know I'm gonna respond. Like if I'm just looking for the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there. And then we have like teams that like work on the communication side. So like there's like 150 of us, like volunteers of us. So it's it's big, I guess. How are you like able to juggle school with like all of this. Oh, I just I just finished school, so like thank congratulations. You, Congrats. <laughs> thank you. When was that? Like, it was. What did you say? When When did you graduate? Was that before you um, started no, it yeah, or after? Was, no, yeah, that was June nineteenth. Like this last month, I just graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How? I know. Pretty dope. But your first class too. Just want to add that. Oh, yeah, you great. might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Starts yeah, it, on them. I was. I started this when I was just about to get to my final year, so wow, I had to like. I could never juggle just because I remember even I went to Parliament to give a speech about content workshop, and the next day I had like a midterm this like year, but I was not going to miss Parliament for that. So, <laughs> however, fire by force. Wow. Yeah. I would. I, I was still gonna go. That's but. determination, though. Yeah. So, but now that I'm done with school, like it's much easier now. Like now I have time to really like you know Dedicate put the it. full like exactly the full focus that I really want to. Like here is running smoothly. I'm not focused on like running the other cities. Like we just opened that car mm-hmm. and we just opened in the Caribbean as well. Ooh, so like we're okay. starting. So you add the Caribbean yeah. to your um your like list list. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I just want it everywhere. I just want the conversations everywhere. It's not even about um 
you know, how we spread about the conversations happening as yeah. much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a global problem, fair. to be honest. Like, honestly, I want it in every school, in every college. Like, like I like when, if you search in Google, the content workshop, like, we pop up. Like, mm-hmm. we're the first thing that pops yeah. up. I mean, like, I want in the most conservative parts of the world. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Iraq. You know. <laughs> I mean, See, fair. Yeah. I could, I would. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, no, honestly. The most conservative, conservative places we've gone to so far is... um the north we went to um borneo went to Medjugorje. the northern parts of nigeria yeah okay do you have like any formal training or any like sort of training on basically the topics you talk about because you mentioned that you created the content so i'm just wondering like i know obviously you can get information of the internet and all of that fun stuff but like do you have like for any, me like, i've gone training? through a lot of yeah i've gone through a lot of workshops mm. and trainings um so I even went on one recent. The Parliament one was one was an extension of one of them. So that one I went for like a three day training for that facilitation, and then but the content that we create for um, schools, I create that like based off research. And we also have like an in house research team. Shout out to them. Ooh, love that. We love like that. Find, like, resources. <laughs> And we all really sit down and like walk through it. So like before we even have a workshop, we sit down and we have like a training with the volunteers. Oh, and before you even get become a volunteer, we have a values clarification training. Hmm. It's like an exam. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's not an exam, but everyone takes it as an exam. Mm-hmm. It's like a long 30 page like clarification. Up, like, 30 pages. <laughs> like 30 pages. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, not 30 pages, like 30 questions. Like really oh, like, okay, 30, 30. like 30, like 30A, like 1A, 1B, 2B. Oh, okay. Okay. I like, was about to say 30 so, like, choice some of them is long answer short answer mm-hmm. so you know so for me it's i even like i try to keep getting as much training as i can but what's important to know is that we don't facilitate the workshop so we actually get professionals to do that to come on and mm-hmm. yeah exactly. oh, that's perfect so so the last workshop we got um three different panelists who were all professional sex educators a lot of them even have like one of them has a show on um ctv like a segment so like um this are in the first workshop that we had we had a mental health professional come to give um the presentation on like um, dealing with trauma and the other person we had was a lawyer she was an actual lawyer and she came to give like steps on what to do like when you've like been assaulted and the school outreaches as well we also get like professionals like to with, with kids like it's like it's different mm-hmm. we have to get someone who can actually work with kids, with kids. Like, exactly yeah with kids like so we actually do that ourselves but it's with the rest it's strictly professionals because you know we actually need someone who knows what yeah that's doing. really important because it's a it's a very sensitive topic mm-hmm. that you, you know how no, like, it absolutely is yeah you know how like in nigeria like people always give what do they call it self-help uh, all these workshops that they always run oh my god i know what you're I trying forget. to say master classes master classes <laughs> everyone gives a master class but like no one's even like it's like fighting anything exactly like so no, it's like for this kind of sensitive thing for everyone to actually have like training exactly like training. do your homework it's before training. you come talk about like, it it takes us time for every workshop it takes us time to find the content because we actually have to find the facilitator that is equipped enough to actually teach what we want to teach in that particular workshop the last exhibition we had a panel which was really great for those three women like it was really fabulous like three one of them was black and two of them were white so actually two of them were black and one was white it's like it was really great like diverse panel where we can actually and this were like real life 
licensed sex educators. Yeah. You know, they have books, they publish their New York Times sellers. So it was really great to have like legit, people legit. actually know what they're talking about. And then we also had um one of the clinics that help um sexual health, um sexual violence survivors here in Toronto come to talk about, you know, how they can come to their clinic. So we refer them as well. So yeah, it's, it's we we like the way Concert Watcher works, we partner with the people who actually provide the services. So we provide resources. And when we say we provide resources, mental health resources, it means we connect you to the people who will give you that help. So for example, we have a partnership with Manny, which is the mental health organization in Nigeria. And when we have someone, let's say we're doing a school outreach and a child clearly needs help. So basically when we do a school outreach, it just opens up a Pandora's box. So like you teach one class and two minutes later, a child's coming to your auntie. Like, what do you do when someone's touching you at home? Like, hey, she's talking about herself. So, like, in those situations, we try to refer it to a therapist so she can talk to, you know, to help her. So, it's, we work, like, we're, we're glad, like, we have, like, um, partner organizations that can actually, like, provide those help. So, ours is just, we just make it accessible, period. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, one thing that I, 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 I kind of wanted to ask, because it, it kind of builds on what we asked before, like, mm-hmm. how you wanted to adapt it to different parts of the world. I'm just wondering, because different parts have different cultures, and, like, yep. it kind of takes a different face, or I would say, mm-hmm. in different kinds of countries. Um, Sorry, I said different kinds of countries. <laughs> in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm just wondering how you're able to, because you kind of oversee it, right? But you yeah. don't know the nuances of each country and like everything. It's so difficult, man. Yeah, how do you realize. adapt so, it to the different... Nigeria, for example, is a good example because like it's obviously most conservative country we're in. UK is not conservative. Canada is in. I cry, it's conservative, but I promise you it's still less, less conservative, conservative than Nigeria. Than Nigeria. Like, Nigeria will, will go through ministers. Like, we've had someone cancel a day before on a school average because she was like, we don't do that here. Oh, my like, God. Like, we don't kids. Like, we have incidents like that. Like, um, so, like, it's, man, honestly, we just, we just try our best. Like, it's, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> change what they are mm-hmm. you know we just try to work our way around it um we try to find people who are liberal people who are open to it we try to go to schools or we try to even convince the principals of like why this is right we just there's no i wish i had an answer for you guys where there's like a one way but we just work our way out like we just finesse it the best way i guess it's just it's really important to have like the representatives from the actual country because i guess they would understand you can't imagine i can't go with my accent i'm blowing nothing to nobody in nigeria no one's gonna listen to me they'll be like oh is it not this girl from my program coordinator like no one's saying nothing like she's doing what she's doing in lagos no one even knows i exist yeah. As long as they're concerned, you know, and that's fine. That works for me. I don't care for anyone to know I exist. I just want to work on. So like, you just have to, man, you know, it's, if we, if we're really, really serious about it, yeah, this really whole unlearning process is by even like teaching like the people that are in power right now mm-hmm. that are not actually doing the raping, which is not a lot, but it's the ones that are not like teaching them like teaching them to unlearn stuff so that they can help the people under them unlearn to like, the whole thing is so complicated, man. It's actually wild. And also, like, we can teach people how to learn and unlearn, but, like, also, we need systematic solutions as well to these yeah. problems. So, like, one thing that the concept worship tries to do, or I'm trying to do in the future, is to also, like, get into, like, ministries, companies, um, to actually teach workshops as well, like, have a sex 
like a sex education curriculum or a consent curriculum to teach about that because like that way we can actually implement safeguard to actually stop this problem the whole thing is like uh, five different layers are fucked up like because <laughs> No, I'm just being very because if you be very if you th- if you think about it if you, if you think about the reality of what we're facing, okay, so we're the concept workshop now. We go to a school, we go to a class, we teach what we have to teach. The child comes to us, gives the child therapy, you know, refer them to resource services while they wait for everything. The child still has to go home mm. and face whatever they're facing. That's if they're not removed from that situation. Yeah. Or like they're still forced to go back because the options when they're removed are very limited. Like there's only so much we can do. So like it has to be systematic. Like there has man, everyone really has to chip in on this one. Hmm. Speaking about like you know like talking to children and all of that, um, I know okay, I know Nigeria is Nigeria, and we do have a child protective services, even though mm-hmm. it is not. I no, mean, we it, do. It, they, they do. That's, yeah. that's the ground. It they is used not to like, always refuse. Not that's the grounds, but like that's the whole protocol they make us try to apply for stuff for. Because mm-hmm. like you know, I'm like wondering like with the child protect protective services, like for instance, if a child comes up to one of I guess your volunteers at school and like basically tells them, okay, this is what's happening at home. How do I navigate this? Like, is there a way shared. that you guys would share that information with yeah, like CPS? Yeah, we would share that with like support services. Exactly. No, probably another yeah. nonprofit. Probably another nonprofit. There's no way we're going to police. Oh, okay, you can't even go to the police mm. about it. To do what? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Like, okay. it's, it's literally a non-profit. Like, once I, I, I trust, once I hand over a child, or my team actually, because I've never actually dealt with a child in Nigeria yet, once my team actually hands over a child to, like, we feel much safer that that non-profit, because I already have a track record of pushing cases like this. Mm, or that makes sense. Which first of all, access some money for rape kit, like all of that. So it's important that organizations collaborate and, but it's not so easy to collaborate in Nigeria because all these organizations are just competitive as hell. Like it's. Non-profits are competitive. In Nigeria? Oh yeah, very. Honestly, so like, I'm tired. it's That's not, you would think there would be a more streamlined process where mm-hmm. like everything's easy, but like with everything in Nigeria is complicated. Don't forget that this is Nigeria we're talking about. I don't have that issue here. Yeah. If someone comes to me, I needed, if someone comes to me in Toronto right now, it was very. I would literally just have to call the person who just came to speak in my worship, and that's problem solved. But I mean, it's Nigeria it is, is. is something else, and then also the governments don't even support. Like they should. Why should nonprofits be doing this? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, let's delve into rape culture because you know I I know that's one of the things you guys really really talk about. Like it's not just about rape specifically, like the action of it. It's all right. things surrounding it in our culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I think the idea of like the rape culture, honestly, it was just a thing. You know when the Me Too movement started, I think that's when mm-hmm. people really started talking about the fact that it's not just it's never just the action it's all the things that lead up to it yeah Yeah. up to it but um i think while it's kind of simple there are parts that you can pinpoint there's also some parts that are really like a lot of people don't think that a equals b like do you get what i mean like Mm -hmm. you'll be Mm -hmm. like oh these are the things that encourage it but a lot of um people of the opposite sex (laughs) (laughs) will like to be like oh no that's nothing related like so can you just give a brief us like what you believe rape culture is and like what are some of the aspects that you think contribute to rape culture and like i know that's a really broad question just because they're like different ways to delve in but i would say that 
rape culture is pretty much um, everything that contributes to the belittlement of bodies. That would literally be the simplest explanation I would give, um, especially women. You know, when you've created a culture where one person feels entitled to the other and like everything contributes to it, slush shaming, the way we address women, the way the gender norms are prescribed on women, they're literally like created and breeded for sexual violence or core. Like all of these things all contribute to rape culture. Yeah. And as a society, we really need to sit back and understand that with prevention comes actually getting rid of this like toxic situation we've created you know it's not just about punishment and punishment like all of this actually like is pushed by something like you need to actually create like solve the problem from the root so it's one thing like and for me the biggest one of the biggest things about rape culture definitely has to be slap shaming all ties into consent yeah even with consent when you most times even with most stories that come to me when you realize why the guy never sought consent it's usually because he's already assumed that that girl was already gonna like pop it up for him anyway yeah so, like so there was never convincing him that she was a no there was no 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 there was always going to be a yes yes in his head so that for me is rape culture really so much you can say about it but i'll give you guys this for now <laughs> yeah I, I i just find it really funny because like i was listening to another podcast and they guy was like he believes that every guy well he he says he's a feminist so like I mean, like, he okay. He says he's a feminist. No, no, no. I love that. No, the thing is, okay, he doesn't say he's a feminist. I actually agree with him because he said he doesn't believe that all, any guy can call himself a feminist. But then he, he went on to be like, he feels like every guy to an extent falls somewhere along this rape culture thing. Because, and I agree yeah. with him because a lot of guys see these people on like TV or on Twitter being attacked for like rape and stuff. And they're like, these people are animals. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. But like, there's so much more to it that I feel like we all contribute to it. Obviously, some people put it into action. Some people Mm -hmm. go too far. But like, when I think back on like secondary school days and like, Mm. I think about all the things that were going on. I'm pretty sure, I don't think there's any girl that I know that's Nigerian Mm -hmm. that has not had like any harassment. That's so true. Do you know how sad that is? (laughs) Yes. Like, it's so sad, but, like, it's it's just really weird that, like, we've never in the past generations addressed it. And I find that mm-hmm. very interesting. I feel like it's also, like, a lack of knowledge thing. And, like, that's why the consent workshop is so important. Because it's, like, you can't address what you don't know. Okay. It's, like, that's you very don't, true. Yeah. Like, my, like, I've been doing, like, this whole, like, sexual violence, like, the field that I've been in for, like, years. And my dad is, like, fully aware. What I do, like, he's very supportive. And it literally wasn't until, like, last week that I literally told my dad about, like, my own, like, experience. Yeah. Like, and he was and he was still very shook. You, you would think, like, he would just assume that, you know, that's probably my driving force. Yeah. But it didn't even occur to him at all. And so, like, it's just, some people don't even realize how prevalent it is, how, like, my dad is a very supportive person. So his response was, like, A1, as I expected. My dad doesn't feel me in that end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that he was even, like, shocked, especially because the person is like someone that he he brought into the house and everything happened under his roof, so he was just like, 
<sighs> it's always the people you uh-huh. trust. I think, oh my gosh, I was no, listening I to this thing somewhere and they were saying that to your average Nigerian, and I don't really necessarily consider us like necessarily the average Nigerian because like there's the bigger masses. So like, mm-hmm. you know how Nollywood used to always portray rape as something that, okay, she's walking down the road and like they forcefully like took oh, her. So mm-hmm. I feel like the older generation believes that rape was something that happened Okay, if you go out and like you're in dark alleys or something, or you're wearing short skirts, or you're wearing or, short skirts, yeah. or you brought it upon yourself or something like that, they, I don't think they ever fathomed the idea that it's actually people close to them, like their friends, uncles, aunties. Like it's just. Yeah, I know. I really, I really feel like there's just that lack of knowledge in like yeah. in general in Nigeria between the older generation, even the younger generation. I feel like I feel like our generation is definitely doing better, but like there is mm-hmm. an immense lack there's of knowledge because so you even exactly like you even see it even in churches when like they're talking about um like they're giving advice to a married couple and they're telling the woman you can never say no to your husband <laughs> and I'm just like 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 this is it like this right like that sermon or that line like that exactly is it like that's it like that's the culture like that's rape culture in itself her but it's not hers you're basically saying that you know she can't say no like you know like whenever he wants it he takes it what does that mean how is somebody else entitled to your own body body. like you know without your consent and all of that so i feel like there is a lot of unlearning to be done and like you know just basically um educating the masses is marital thing um marital Rape a thing in Nigeria? Do you know? That's a great question. Yeah, for you. <laughs> it, like it's not even like is it recognized legally? I don't think so. No, so, absolutely not. <laughs> Our country is a very interesting one, but like, I definitely think our generation is doing much better, especially when like with, That's um, right. initiatives like you and like, you know, the whole Me Too, Nigerian Me Too movement. Arewa Me Too. Arewa Me Too. There's an Arewa Me Too. Yeah. Damn. You know, I think we're doing better and like, tops to you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Even no, that, that, it was because I added the guy, the rapist, Mozart Dick. He what? The Arriba Me Too. It started because I added some rapist. <laughs> that okay, was what made them suspend my last account. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I read an article on your vlog about basically like that social media shaming is yeah. actually a real thing. It is. That actually works. It works. It, it works for me. Yeah, no, no, it shit. definitely works. If you think about it, like companies would even search for people on, so- on social it does media. Damage that I so it would to do, damage like, your future. It would damage you. So yeah. shame them, name them, because and shame them. Otherwise, they get nothing. Like everybody just goes cause free. Exactly. Like, it's like if it's on the internet, it's literally there forever. So if like if you're going to shame them anywhere, you're going to name and shame them on social media. That's true. Do you ever think we're going to reach a point though that all the co- whole culture surrounding rape is completely eradicated, especially in my Nigeria. lifetime? Probably. What'd you say? It's, it's not in my lifetime, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like your faith. <laughs> but um, we'll try. But it, yeah, I you think know, we, we, we can try, try to make the punishment harsher. Mm. Like we can try to take rape as seriously as murder, as seriously as all the other fucking shit they take seriously in this country. Like kill a dog like they run crazy yeah like we can try to take rape for services that like you know we need to make the safeguards like much kind of accountability like what the fuck like mm-hmm. let people actually go to jail for shit that he did like who's really going to jail for rape out here oh my gosh Wait, quick question what do you think of castration because i think that's my go-to 
<laughs> you know, I just need to make sure that I'm not the only one with this stance. It's a thing called chemical castration. How? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah, I think I think I don't know what country it is, but I think that they like. Yeah, I think it's Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like well, they've done something right. Offenders, like after they go to jail, mm-hmm. I think before they release them or something, like they, they chemically castrate them mm-hmm. so they can never be like aroused. You know, I Isn't actually really like that. In, um, America is trying to propose that. <laughs> no, actually, I actually really like. I like. I mean, I feel like Nigeria also doesn't have like his sexual offenders. Like they don't have an actual sexual no, offenders I, I registry. No, I'm petition for that. Like I think they're working on one right now, though. So they should, because I feel like castration would be a great way to start that registry. Because like then, like we can clearly see there's nothing there. So okay, like yeah, we know to stay away from you. Yeah, yeah, that needs to happen. They they really need one. What do you think about the whole Koza thing, the Pastor Biadu thing going on? Like especially Honestly, like, like I haven't even really commented on it because like it's so crazy how like it's actually bizarre how this man. Because from what I've gathered, like, this man has been doing this shit since, like, 1990. Like, across cities. Like, in Lori, countries. Like, was the beginning <laughs> of the devil. That's like, okay. you know, he's been away with this for so long. People have hidden it. And, like, at first, I used to be like, okay, let's leave his wife out of there. You know, let this man face his music by himself. Nah, but she at this knows. point, it's obvious she's complicit. Like, yeah. rape apologists are smelling. Yeah. It's, Oh man, there's no saving that kind of person. You can tell that this man has like hundreds of victims on this phone. This kind of person does not have one or two, one or three. Yeah. He probably doesn't even remember names of people he's even raped gone. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to like find a a number. And of him being a cult, like this, nah. I think it's crazy because like I'm seeing the response to it, like how a lot of churches at this point like a lot of pastors I, I saw like when I woke up today on Twitter they said like I think it's this church group or something that's like they they said they are here to stand with him or something like that and oh, I'm so can can yeah can. like I'm so kind like confused and even the whole pastor Adeboye thing like I just feel like it's so people with power that are encouraging these things especially because Nigerians see churches as they're like law it's even higher mm-hmm. than the law in Nigeria Mm. to be honest at this point so i don't know i don't know i don't think the guy is actually going to go to jail what do you think <laughs> i don't think he's gonna go, go to jail that's his, he's no he's not jail where but he's, what do you think like, he can do to like get this guy to jail it's not impossible there's nothing there's just too much he's just too protective like you like, said like churches are basically above the law in nigeria this kind of person for him to really feel but you need to take away what's important yeah. to him and that's his church so you need to destroy that church that's not all this talk of oh leave the church alone doesn't make sense to me <laughs> No, honestly, that's really the only way. Like, I have no mercy, like, sympathy to that man. Like, he needs to, like, he deserves, like, oh, man. It's just crazy what he does to this woman. And, like, the fact that people in his church continue to support him. Like, do you not see this as the devil standing in front of you? Right. You're hailing that antichrist. He honestly is. But, like, why do you think Nigerians shy away from discussing like sex altogether or like because i know we are we're not conservative to be very honest no we really we are conservative are just very we are i feel crazy. like we're conservative to like the public i don't even yes, i don't even know exactly it's like because like we're man, honestly my words fail me <laughs> go ahead <laughs> on the surface mm-hmm. but like we actually like I, I was reading something that said we googled the most gay porn 
actual. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. It's like we really, honestly, Nigerians are interesting. Yes, it's me laugh so much. It's like I feel like, like we wow. like we do, do um, ever eye service too much. I don't even know. But like, yeah, talking about that, like I know you discussed it a bit, like when you were talking about outreach to um to schools, but that's one of the things that has baffled me most about like your initiative, about the content workshop, how you guys are able to go to primary schools to discuss mm-hmm. um, and be so consent, open, yeah. Right? Like mm. I would never like bro, if they ever told my parents and even my parents that I think are somewhat somewhat Asterisk. And somewhat <laughs> forward. Like, I can't imagine them, like, when we were in primary school, them saying, okay, today people are coming to talk about consent. Like, I, I, my parents have never discussed Sam. sex, full stop, to me. <laughs> my mom's version of the talk is, um, don't follow boys. That's it. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know how are you guys able to convince schools that this is something that we need it's to talk hard. about that it's an issue. You, I know you said you talked to... 90% of-, of them just turn us down, really. 90%. Yeah, it's, at this point, it's like individuals, like the principal that's like, I guess, liberal or cares enough to see that it's a problem. But for the most part... Mm-mm. No. So how do you think we're gonna like? Ha- have you because seen they don't any understand, way? They don't understand. Like sex talk is not not corrupting children. It's teaching them. It's saving them. Really, it's Nigerians are just they don't they fear what they fear the unknown. Yeah. And also, like I, honestly, I don't know why this sh- this should be something that the government should honestly even tackle themselves. Because, to be like, very honest, you cannot even blink without seeing a rape child getting this, that, that, like adult men. Oh my god! Like I feel like our generation is actually going to be a generation that I, I say this, but then I don't know. I I'm sure our parents' generation also thought they would be like you know much. I don't better think so. Too. You think we would? I think we would. But you know what is difficult? Like when I think about it, I I, I don't know. I think our parents probably wanted to have the conversation with us, but but they I were think shy. They don't know. They were shy. <laughs> shy obviously <laughs> but i feel like they also didn't know when to bring it up because to the, like you know how you were saying that your dad had no idea that mm-hmm. this was a thing that happened to you at all they don't know when is the right time to talk about it do you get what i mean yeah i agree like man even our parents like they're repeating the cycle like that they've never been taught how to brave you know Man, I even said to myself, like, no matter what my dad, like, says to me that moment, I wouldn't even be mad at him because, like... He probably does know better. He might not necessarily know better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's... Taking it easy on them. Mm -hmm. But making sure that, like, we just open up that... The dialogue, like, when we eventually have kids or whatever, just open Mm -hmm. up the dialogue. Like, because, honestly, I, I feel like it's not necessarily something that we're... As you said, not in our lifetime... That is going to be solved because I need. Mean, I'm having the faith. Okay, good. Keep the faith alive. <laughs> but I just don't think. I think it's something that you actually have to really grow up in mm-hmm. because, like, mm-hmm. you know how all of us are unlearning, but we still all have a a problematic thought or two, like that's mm. still like lingers. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I think it's something you have to be raised in. And on, on, until like the generation that thinks that, that their kids should not even be talking about it at all, like goes away. Like, I don't know how that's going to. I feel like he just like proposed mass genocide. <laughs> that's what I said. That's, I didn't say genocide. No, I just said like until they wither. No. Wow. I until don't they, even like um, the sound stop of that. Being first. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Okay. Uh, let's, just, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just we need to do better. Yeah. What challenges do you still face though, like with doing this thing? I know, like, um, definitely funding. Mm. Like, especially the stuff in Nigeria. Here, we usually have grants, so that helps us. But Nigeria, <sighs> no, like, we don't have anything, so we just use a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Your grants is in the governor's pockets. No. My dear. <laughs> no, I agree, yo, but like obviously the more money that we have, the more schools we can go into. Like Exactly, that makes sense. So but yeah, definitely funding, like support, government support, letting us come into the schools, like collaborations, like all these things would definitely like help. But you know, we're just getting started. Like we we turned one this month, so Hey, hey, congratulations. congratulations. Yes, hey. So we, we have a long way to go, but baby step. You're just getting started. Yeah. yeah we just start. It's like we go, we go. We move, we move. <laughs> we really move. Yeah. So like what are ways that you think I mean you did mention that you do need funding, so like I like is there a way to contribute to oh, you yeah, guys volunteer um, online, donating? You go to the website, we have our donation. You can donate via PayPal. And what's your website, um, sorry? The concert workshop on PayPal, the concert workshop.com. Okay. Concertworkshop.com, stroke, donate. Then you can also volunteer if you'd like, you know, manpower matters, you know, in nonprofit world because mm-hmm. human resources, human brains, because in the real world, you pay for these things. So. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what kind of volunteer you, opportunities are available? Um, it depends. So like in Toronto over here, we'd be to help out with the workshop. So like during the workshops, you have like 15 volunteers. Like we create custom made shirts for the, um, and then we just like, or like they help out for the workshop that day or you can also volunteer for actual position in the organization um in nigeria is usually for to help out with the school outreach and stuff then we have design team we have social media we have research team we have the legal side to it so there's different aspects of really how best you can use your talent because we're a growing team so i take anything anybody throws my way like not like i take every volunteer and everybody in the office that's impossible but like if if you have a skill that clearly like would help i think mm-hmm. yeah and i know it can be i know it can be anything because like um i just realized i was going through the website and there's this girl that we i went to school with um cynthia and bala and like oh yeah she's i love she her writes, she's our, she, she writes she writes the news page. letter for us like she's, yes i was she's so surprised real, she's super talented like she currently works for uber like like her daytime job yeah for uber so um and I think she's she's a content strategist for Uber. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, she's also like a content strategist for us too. So yeah, so she creates so but she's been with us from day one though. Like she's been with me. Oh, like, she's a day one. Day one. Like so she helps with she does the newsletter. Like our newsletter is so dope. And yeah. she does that. Um she creates that together. She creates our content. She does a lot of design as well. Our content calendar, um theme. So she's she's really so she's great. So any talent yeah. at all that you have really just brings just to bring the yourself. Table. Yeah. No, really, but like, yeah, like it's just it's just an onboarding process. But yeah, mm-hmm. like come through, apply, please. And for donations, but, um, yeah. like in this part of the world, for instance, do you guys we, give like donation receipts? Like, every money oh, we donation get receipts, yeah, for like tax purposes. 
What? Okay. Like in this part of the world, would you guys give like donation receipts for like tax purposes? Oh no, 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 because we're not a registered nonprofit here, but oh, we are okay. in Nigeria. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Right. Okay. But like PayPal will tell you like you're making a donation. Like mm-hmm. it will clearly say you're making a donation. A donation. So but like with a Nigerian one, like it's where if you want to pursue that you can get that but i'm not sure if nigeria ever even offers that <laughs> free i doubt that mm-hmm. no that makes sense so hoping for the best mm-hmm. in that situation but no but yeah but over here we run as a U organization so much of the grants that we get is this is why we get grants that we don't run up donations it's from it's grants for you organizations people who are just starting out so even when we finish the grants that we have now we'll probably have to apply for more you know and just hope for the best but yeah it's a lot you know what i was wondering i was wondering like how you guys expand to different countries because like say someone was listening on the podcast or something they were in a country that you guys aren't mm. in right you now you just send me a message you just have it. to send a message right so like yeah, i don't know I do you guys have them. an ottawa branch to start with Oh yeah, we have people in Ottawa. Like we have um reps in like University of Ottawa. Okay. Um Cynthia's in Ottawa. Yes, she is. <laughs> so like so we do have members in Ottawa, literally. So yeah, we are in Ottawa as well. Okay. Um we've never run an event in Ottawa yet, but that's yeah, definitely I was on my list I've never heard. for next year. Um, I think we're also trying to like get into the orientation in Europe, but I'm not sure how mm. we're trying to. But yeah, we, we're trying to do that in event otherwise next year. I've been thinking about it as well. Okay. But we do have a lot of members otherwise, so it's, I'm there for work. So it's literally wherever you are, like if you're listening and you're like, oh, this is actually something, just like reach out to you. Yeah, right? yeah like, honestly, I feel safe enough that you can like lead that chapter, like in that area. And, yeah. Like, then yeah, then let's do it. Literally any country at all, like hit her up, man. So how can they reach out to you? Um, just uche at the Could you and, spell that yeah. out just in case like U C H E is my first name and at the concert workshop dot com. Okay. So D H E C O N C S E N T W R K S H O P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Twitter, Twitter spell and, workshop. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, my Twitter is now Uche Chinelo. So U C H E C H I N E L O. I changed the handle. Okay, okay, okay. So you can go follow, follow me on my Twitter. We're also on Twitter at Concept Workshop. Instagram, Instagram is the Concept Workshop, and Facebook is the Concept Workshop as well. But um, that's but a yeah, really nice name. Go on the website, theconceptworkshop.com. Um, volunteer, like I said, donate, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, if you want to contact us, send us a message. Um, we have resources online, mental yes. legal resources. Those if you want to really run a good. workshop in your um, city, even without even talking to us, you can go on the website to the educational resources and you have like presentations that we've used in the past. So you can just use that. Like even if you want to call your mom, your dad and your brothers instead. And just show them the, um, <laughs> yeah, the slideshow. Yeah, just do that. Mommy, this is why what you said is problematic. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. So we also have research, research based work on consent. So this, this stuff just all the shebang. Browse the website stuff. Yeah, you can look at past pictures from the event. So yeah. Nice. And do you guys have any upcoming events though? Um, yeah, we have, um, the art exhibition coming up in Abuja on the 10th. Um, we also have monthly, um, workshops that come up in OAU, um, Obafemiya Walo University. Okay. And then we have some that goes on in Unilag as well. We have school outreaches that goes on like every other time that we are occurring. 
And then we have a Toronto workshop that should be coming up in September, but we haven't signed on a date yet. So just going on the website, if you go to the concert workshop stroke um, slash events, you see like all the events that we have coming up. Yeah. And probably on your social well. media as well. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that is so fun. Oh my God. You're doing such a good job. Like, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank <laughs> honestly, you. congratulations. And like, just keep up the I actual good work this. because I really appreciate it. Yeah. Like, oh, so much fun. <laughs> it is. It Hopefully, is fun. when it comes to Ottawa, we can get involved or like even the Toronto one because like Toronto is. Oh, yeah. We can even have Ottawa. like, I'm trying to have like a small, like, even if it's not a big one, like a small thing in Ottawa. So I'm. I'm definitely thinking of. Please let me know. I'll sure. actually follow your social media so like we're we're updated with basically just stalker. no definitely like <laughs> Girl, even when we do another one, I'll let you guys know so that even if we want to do like a media coverage of it, for sure we'll be there. Great, nice. Okay, so we do this thing called lessons for for the week. So it's basically. Anything that life has taught you, anything at all, it doesn't oh, even God. have to be related Man. to this topic at all. <laughs> like, what have you learned in the past week? So, obviously, we, we do Wednesday to Wednesday, so... This week has been insane for me. It's been emotional. <laughs> has it? Okay. It's, yeah, it's very testing of my mental health. So, I've learned a lot of things. I'm and I'm learning it right now as I'm talking to you. Um, I guess I'm learning to always never be comfortable. Mm. You know, even though you've achieved one goal, you think you've achieved one goal, just know that. Oh my God. Yes. Something can just pull that <laughs> out. You know, your peace can just be disturbed a little bit. Like, you know, just never be comfortable, be prepared for the worst. So like when it comes to jobs, capitalism, corporate world, like zero loyalty, like just do what makes you happy. Don't be loyal to any company whatsoever. Um, you know, <laughs> be, surround yourselves with friends who will uplift you in a time when you're down, you know, no compromise. And um, yeah, and take care of your mental health first. You first. Yeah. You, 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 you first. Mm-hmm. You know what, do you yeah. want to go next? That That's really good. Like, yeah. Um, you just gave us three in one, actually. <laughs> but it's okay. We love it. We'll accept yeah. it all. <laughs> um, I learned, I feel like I learned this from the past week and I'll probably even say like, I don't know, from like the beginning of this year-ish. So um, what I learned is basically the worst, like always ask, the worst they can say is no. Mm-hmm. So basically like, you Word. know, whatever it is you want to like, even if you think it's so ridiculous, like just ask really and truly, they can't send you to jail. They can't beat you up. The worst they can say is no. no. And I feel like that has definitely helped me like get a bunch of things that like, you know, I would have thought like, you know, maybe been too shy to ask or just thought that I wouldn't have gotten and all of that. So yeah, just basically ask. Okay. Um, mine is basically, um, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm going through my mind. I'm looking, I know what it is, but I don't know how to like put it in words. But I think it's basically about like side hustles. Like they're so important. Like, especially mm-hmm. in this Western world, because like you almost make enough to get by. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, you know, enough, no. yeah, because there's so many bills to pay, like here. Can you pay my bills? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's just so many bills that a lot of times, like you could save, like obviously, but like just enough to get by, to be honest, like mm-hmm. to live a dis- eh, decent, to leave, <laughs> to leave. Oh, what's going on? 
to English live is your first is language. <laughs> yeah, you you have enough just to get by, but like with a side hustle, like you have if you have a nine to five, you have Saturdays and Sundays. So it's like, what are you doing within those times? Oh. Sleeping. I, I am story. sleeping. Story, but like, there's some. There's even like passive income. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. money that works for you. Like even when you're sleeping. That's the one I'm about. Mm-hmm. That's the one you're for. Yeah. That's the one I'm for. I trust you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah just those kind of things like i'm starting to think about what i can start doing to just because i'm doing this nine to five life and i'm just like honestly what can i do like more so i don't stay in this place like Mm. you know what i mean like yeah i know what you mean keeps you in the system and it's just like i don't want to be a slave to be to the system forever so it's like what can i do like i'm just trying to think about it and when i find out guys you know that it's going to be a podcast episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyways guys i i I think we've come to the end of it and i just want to say uche thank you thank you no problem (laughs) you're doing an amazing job and i really hope that you just continue doing what you're doing and continue growing yeah keep up the good work and everything guys donate because donate donate Donate. (laughs) okay stop (laughs) but yeah guys donate because definitely money does help fund stuff like this so yeah yeah. it really does Yeah. yeah anyways guys we'll catch you guys next week bye